Well, this is a very exciting situation and the people that are on site at the moment at the, this particular area at Duboule Creek, 100 kilometres southwest of Karatha, must be finding it just so exhilarating. Joining me now is paleontologist Kenny, uh, get it right here, Kenny, Travion. <laughs> you said to test me today, Kenny. I'm sorry about that. How are you going? It's all right. <laughs> very well, thank you. It's a lovely surname anyway. Um, are you back in Perth at the moment? Not yet. Well, this is our last day and we just finished packing up the fights and we're about to fly out soon in a couple of hours. I don't know where to start with this. I mean, to know that they were walking the planet or walking work, walking all over WA, I suppose, back, what, tens of thousands of years ago and they weighed up to 2,500 or more than that, 2,800 kilogram. That's right. Um, these incredible creatures, they were... Um, related to koalas and wombats and um, big herbivores and yeah, the largest marsupial ever existed. Wow, that is amazing. Can I ask you about the area of this discovery? Did you know exactly where to go, where there's signs previously? Yeah, so it was discovered in 1991. Um, there was a surveyor that was um, looking at the mesquites, uh, which is an uh, invasive uh, plant. Right. And we looked down into the creek, uh, which was dry, and found some bones, which they thought came from a well. Uh, when they reported that to Karatha, um, the person that actually got the message was the son of a paleontologist who recognized the bone straight away as being that protodont and told the museum. And the museum sent a team then to recover the skeleton. Wow, that's and, and it took two years to get that skeleton um, back together to the museum. And, um, and so since then, basically nothing has happened on the site until we returned last year to check if there was any more bones. Wow, how exciting for somebody in a, in a particular role that you play with the WA Museum. Tell me about these creatures. I mean, I can't help but wonder what they were doing and so large. He, was they, were they unique to WA, for example? No, they found all over Australia. Uh, they were found in the arid zones. So they found in um, northern Victoria, New South Wales, uh, Queensland, South Australia, Northern Territory. And in WA, we didn't have that many sites because mostly we ha don't have a very big population in WA. Uh, and um, so it's great to now we have more of it so we can actually link it to the rest of the country. So w did you say that they were meat eaters or not meat eaters? No, they're herbivores. They were ah, eating right. uh, grass, bush, any plants. Like a rhino, basically. So they were so large, though. I mean, what was the reason for their extinction? Do you have any idea of that? Uh, there's been lots of debate about the extinctions. Uh, there's two camps. There's those that think the climate killed them, and then the other camp is that, that humans kill them. Ah. Uh, but uh, we don't know 100% for sure because a lot of the sites haven't been dated. There's not much... Uh, um, evidence of hunting uh, with the Daprodon. So it's still an ongoing debate and will be going on for a long time, I think. Have you created an interest around the world with this discovery? Yes, I think uh, anything that's with big animals is really exciting for everyone yeah. uh, because you can see those bones as being so big. Uh, it just... Uh, and it, yeah. It gets everyone interested about it. And and for you to be able to uh, work out from the bone structure, the weight and the height, you know, the size of this creature is incredible. How do you manage to do that? Uh, it takes a lot of work. So you need to complete skeleton to basically have an idea of the size. 
that was originally uh, done like many years ago. Yeah. But now there's actually techniques that you can work out the body size from teeth or from measuring the the circumference of the femur, and okay. that will uh, um, tell you the, uh, the size of the animal. Okay, technology would be a bit of an advantage these days, wouldn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. How many people have been up where you have been, or you still are, I think? And and how long have you been up there? So we took a, a team of eight people with us. And um, and also we have had um, uh, Civic Pacific, which is the mine next door, has helped us uh, massively with this. They funded the trip, and uh, we have a lot of the miners coming to help us <laughs> dig as well. So it's been a big, big uh, thing. And we've been here for two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Now, I guess we're worried about the accommodation that you might have had up there. Were you staying on the camp? I hope you were. Yes. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty lucky to to have a mine right there. Very lucky. <laughs> it's pretty hot up there, that's for sure. But, I mean, being a paleontologist, you sort of get yourself in the most incredible areas, don't you, around the world? <laughs> pretty much. You really have to go in the middle of nowhere and camp to actually uh, uh, get to your site. So it's good to be, have a bit of luxury. You're very dedicated. What now then, Kenny? So the next step is to get all of those bones back to Perth. And uh, when they arrive, um, they'll be prepared in the lab uh, to clean them up because there's a lot of um, rocks and dirt attached to the bones. When they're completely clean, they can be registered in the collection and we can study them. And then it will be available to all the researchers around the world uh, who want to go and study them. Oh, how wonderful. Will we end up getting to see them in the WA Museum at all? Uh, well, the one that was uh, found in 1991 is already on display. So ah. people can go and see that one. Okay. Um, but we probably won't put any more on display because it's just it's more of the same, really. What about other creatures that you may come across at some stage in that area? Is there any possibility of that? Yes, and in fact, we found other things. We found some uh, oysters, some crab claws. What? Some, yeah, um, some um, snails, a whole lot of, of other things in there uh, that were quite exciting because they tell us about the environment. Yeah. And it tells us it was a... Um, Back in the day, it was a mangrove. That's what I was about to ask you. If you've got oysters, you must there must have been water around, yeah. Yes. So the, the creek is now dry, and it only gets... Uh, uh, it fills up during the wet season. Yeah. So for only for a few months, there's water in the creek. But uh, the rest of the time, it's dry. Um, but only a, a few kilometres away, there's mangrove there. There's water all year long. Okay. So it just tells us that... Back then, when Vaproton was there, it was much wetter uh, and there, there was permanent water in the creek. Yeah. Well, things have changed dramatically over all these years. Look, at that yeah. time, way back then when they were walking the planet, were, were we connected to Asia, our continent? Uh, not. We were connected uh, to uh, Papua New Guinea. Okay. Uh, and and uh, the continent between uh, which formed Papua New Guinea and Australia is, was called Sahul. Uh, and that was our connection to Asia. Yeah. Um, um, and that has happened multiple times over the last uh, two million years, yeah. I was just wondering whether these wombat-like marsupials might have come down from that area. No, they originated from Australia, and okay. they have some relatives of the product that were found in New Guinea as well. 
Okay. You say that they're connected to wombats and koala bears, that sort of thing. How is it over time that we see these creatures as they are presenting today, do you think? What happens in nature, I wonder? Oh, it takes millions of years for animals to evolve. So uh, in the fossil records, we can go back to um, uh, about uh, 40 million years, 50 million years. Oh, At the time, they, were, they would have been small marsupials. And by the time that we, uh, maybe like 25 million years ago, you can start seeing all the modern uh, animals plus a whole lot of animals that went extinct. But you would not recognize a koala and a wombat 25 years ago because they were already there. The thing is, I guess nature changes these animals, or change these animals, I suppose, because of the environment as it is for the day or as it's heading into. Would that be right? That's correct. So 25 million years ago, Australia was mostly covered in rainforests. Really? Uh, and, oh my and so all the animals were adapted to the forest, but as Australia was getting drier and drier, they had to adapt to the land, and that's why they changed and evolved into different forms. Goodness me, I had no idea that we had rainforests <laughs> over in WA at the top end. That's amazing. This is so interesting, Kenny. How long have you been involved in this career? Um... Since 2004, I did my, I did my honours in paleontology, so quite a while now, yeah, nearly 20 years. <laughs> well, that is wonderful that, you've, that you're here. I, I can hear a slight accent. Where, where do you come from? Uh, French. I thought it was French, yes. <laughs> and you always give us these beautiful surnames that no, us West Australians can't pronounce. It's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> so you would have travelled the world, would you, Kenny, doing this work? Um, I have uh, to look at uh, uh, museum collections around the world. Uh, I haven't done any uh, fossil work in other countries because uh, um, I'm mainly specialising in marsupials and right. Australia is the, the centre of marsupial evolution. Why did you choose marsupials? Uh, I've been always been fascinated uh, as a kid with marsupials. So <laughs> even when I was in, a, uh, in France, I was already uh, like, I love koalas, wombats, <laughs> kangaroos, and I when I moved to Australia, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to study marsupials. Well, that is so interesting that in France you found them fascinating. That is wonderful. You know, when you look at paleontologists, I guess, that uh, travel the world, like in Europe, the history in Europe and other countries is phenomenal as well, isn't it? Yes, it's, uh, there's so much like to discover around the world. It's, and it's great that everyone has an interest yes. in other countries and uh, and. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you, when you talk millions of years, it's infallible. We just can't even imagine it, can we? Look, we thank you so much for your work, and you're going to go back up there, are you? Uh, no, I'm going back to Perth next. <laughs> back to Perth, but are you going back to the site, all of you, eventually? Uh, hopefully, if we if we can uh, come back next year, we'll, we'd love to. You might find something else. Gosh, yes. glad they're not <laughs> walking the planet at the moment. They're too pretty big. Good on you. Thank you so much for your time, and congratulations for the find. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, I'll just say Kenny from the WA Museum, paleontologist. Radio.